0: Hello, welcome to the Rogue O-Tours podcast. My name is Chad Durham and this is most likely the last of the many episodes that I have been doing. I'm outside um, having just very, very recently walked out of Edgar Wright's Last Night in Soho. And uh, you long-time listeners of the podcast know that we ranked Edgar Wright's movies um, a while ago, probably a couple years ago even. Um, We are big fans of Edgar Wright's style, um, his sense of humor, um, the way that he elevates movies with uh, cinematography and and subverts expectations with his scripts. Um, and so much so that when he was hired to do Ant-Man back in the day, he and Marvel had to part ways because um, he, I don't think was willing to operate within the strict structures that Marvel wanted him to. He, he wanted to be given the freedom to do Edgar Wright type things. Um, and in fact, speaking of Last Night in Soho, um, which stars Thomasin McKenzie, Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, Diana Rigg, and Terrence Stamp, Um, Some people have complained. I shouldn't say some people. I read an article, I think, on The Ringer where they complained a little bit that with Baby Driver and Last Night in Soho, that they felt like Edgar Wright had become like had been kind of put in a box the way that he didn't want to be when he didn't end up making Ant-Man. And I, I think I have to disagree. I think even though Baby Driver and Last Night in Soho... Maybe are a little less quirky or have a little less of a personal stamp from Edgar Wright. I think that they both, um, while being, especially baby driver, like this kind of action movie that hits some cliche beats. And then last night in Soho, uh, kind of like a horror movie that hits some cliche beats. I think they still have that personal stamp fully. Um, I mean, maybe not fully, maybe I shouldn't have said fully, but you can still feel the Edgar Wrightness of them. And, and last night in Soho, uh, you know, is not necessarily my genre just because I usually avoid something that would be categorized as horror. Um, but, oh man, it's stylish especially the first probably 45 minutes just has a lot of cool style, incredible music, great camera work, great editing, great acting, great lighting. Um, And it's, it's worth, you know, it was worth me getting through the tense parts and, and the jump scares and the, oh no, what's coming, um, to be able to kind of witness and feel the way that Edgar Wright made the movie, uh, so, um, compelling and stylish. And, and then I'll say there was a middle part in Last Night in Soho where maybe I, I was a little worried that we were losing the thread, a little worried that it was going to peter out. Um, it hit maybe a few more familiar beats than I wanted at that point, And you started, I started to be able to feel like, Oh, we know where this is going. We're figuring this out. And it's, it's still cool. And I still think it's well done, but I see the end game and I'm happy to report that over the last probably half an hour, I feel like Edgar Wright subverted some of those expectations, and then brought it home in the thematic ways that I thought were really, really effective. Um, some, some—I don't want to say twists. Uh, you know, I, I always hesitate to use that word. Then sounds like you're, I'm, I'm cheapening what writers do when they tell a story, maybe, and and we don't see it coming a mile away. But there are some turns and some. Some interesting takes on what we saw before at the end of Last Night in Soho, which I think really, really elevated. It ends very strongly. Um and I I I must say that I was a little bit surprised, especially when it ended, that Last Night in Soho didn't get a little more critical acclaim. I think it's been it's been reviewed fairly well. And the majority of people, you know, who have seen it have, have you know come away saying that was that was solid. Um, but having seen it, I thought, oh man, I really, I really feel like this should have been celebrated a little bit more. Um, there's a couple, the the music is great all the way around. And that's something that Edgar Wright's known for is his use of music. There's a few like more modern songs that they turn into like 1960s style songs, which I thought worked incredibly well for what the movie was doing. Um, and then Thomas and Mackenzie and Anya Taylor-Joy are, are dynamite. Um... Really, really good. Thomas and McKenzie is is becoming one of the greatest young actresses that we have with this, and Jojo Rabbit and Leave No Trace. And Anya Taylor Joy has been rightly celebrated already for a few years for how great she is. Uh, Matt Smith isn't in it maybe as as much as them, but he he puts a real um, charming and kind of oily spin on what could have been a, a, a one note character. And Diana Rigg is great. She passed away shortly after filming, if I understand correctly. And um, she has a pretty small role, um, but livens it up and, and really makes it work. And at the very beginning, there was a little like epitaph, if you will, at the beginning that said, For Diana, before the movie started. And so there was a, a bit of melancholy there, similar to watching uh, Chadwick Boseman in uh, Ma Rainey where you go, oh, knowing this is one of the, if not the last performance of this actor or actress. Um, I can't say if someone's a big horror fan, if they will um, appreciate it as much. I appreciated that it was mostly atmospheric. There were a few jump scares. I'm getting a lot older and lately I've had some issues with my neck and both of the jump scares had me, uh, jumping so much that I had to massage my neck afterwards. So if that's not a ringing endorsement, uh, for some well-placed jump scares in the midst of last night in Soho, I don't, I don't know what is. Um, there's a, a kind of a a friend slash boyfriend character. And I did not look up the actor who played him, but he does a great job and a really well-written character that, um, could have been taken a lot of different ways. and, And Edgar Wright and team decided to, um, Uh, Go in I mean what maybe is Ultimately the most expected way I guess And right now it sounds like I'm being really uh, um, Cryptic but I'm not He's just like a really supportive character And I like the way that they let him Just be that in the midst of a movie That had a lot of like questions And surprises and mysteries He was just a dude who was a good hearted dude Who wanted to help and I think I I really appreciated that Um, I I would say Um in the Edgar Wright canon, I definitely think that this is a worthy, um, a worthy place, has a worthy place. <laughs> you know, I'm doing this off the top of my head guys. So, you know, I'm not as articulate as it could be, but it, it is a solid Edgar Wright entry. And I think would be, you know, near the middle or upper tier for me. Um, I'm excited to listen to some of the soundtrack already. And I think it's on Amazon Prime right now for rent. I don't think I know that. Okay, it's on Amazon Prime right now for rent. And if you're someone who saw the original trailers and you thought this might be something that'd be cool and then ultimately like the hype died down, I think you should go see it. Um, And like I said at the beginning and and what I wanna re-emphasize is they do some interesting thematic things at the end that I think really bring the movie from, hey, this is good to, oh, this is really good. Um, I'm excited to watch it again. I'm excited to tell you guys and other people to go see it. Edgar Wright, by the way, uh, made Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, Shaun of the Dead, At World's End, Hot Fuzz, Baby Driver. Um, and now Last Night in Soho. And even though, yes, Last Night in Soho and Baby Driver don't, you know, feel like these quirky... Oh, you know, from the mind of Edgar Wright style movies, I think what he's doing is now living within um, uh, a blockbuster world, living within a world where he's he's trying to get people into the theater who maybe would be turned off by what they think is is too much quirkiness or too much style um, in his earlier movies. And he's, he's using that as a weapon to bring more people to his movie. So last night in Soho for me, um, I'm probably a minus. I know I've given out a lot of a minuses and B pluses in these mini episodes would love, would absolutely love to hear from some of you who've seen last night in Soho, just cause I've had so few people to talk to, to talk to about it, but big shout out to, uh, my sister and brother-in-law, Krista and Dustin who, uh, watched it on Amazon prime while I watched it in the theater so that we could, have a shared experience and talk about it a lot after. We, we all agreed that we were freaked out. We really, really appreciated it. Um, Edgar Wright, I'm always excited to see what he does. Um, very grateful that he's bringing these uh, different style movies to the cinemas for us. So go see Last Night in Soho if you can still in the theater where you live or on Amazon Prime and tell your friends, all right? Thank you for listening to the Rogo Tours podcast. And hopefully we'll see you very soon with our rankings of Denis Villeneuve. Adios. <laughs>